Okay. Okay. Welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I am Justin. And I'm Darren. And typically we talk about plot holes and puzzle games, and today we are, well, I'm not sure exactly how to say what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about a game called Phoning Home. Now this game, in its tags on Steam, does have puzzle as one of the tags. However, I would argue that it's possibly not really a puzzle game. We may get to that later. We have a real problem with this game and the fact that neither one of us really liked it. But mm. we both really wanted to like it. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, it's been on my wish list for a long time. The reviews are mostly positive on Steam. The screenshots look great. The trailer looks good. I think that's all very misleading. I was thoroughly, deeply, deeply, deeply disappointed by this game. I would say that I was as well. I don't want this to turn into a total like bashing of the game. Yeah, I've we, got no intention of doing that. We have an odd kind of, I don't know if it's hypocritical, but when it comes to movies, we're quite happy to kind of tear them apart a bit. But when it comes to games, especially more indie games, we don't really kind of want to, to trash them because they put a lot of time into it and they don't have the money, the resources, you know, the typical, the movies that we're going to be kind of taking down. I mean, we're not going to be, you know, really picking apart small indie films. Like it's the big stuff that goes through kind of a large committee with producers and directors and all kinds of things. But the thing is, we just didn't really like this game. And so one of the things I thought that we might do to kind of focus our attention to keep us from just kind of rambling and, and ranting is to kind of talk about what is it in a game that kind of appeals to us, right? And I asked for five. You gave me four. Did you come up with a fifth? Well, when I saw your list, I think I agree with your point, which is the number four, I think, when you talked about a good learning curve. That's, that's, okay. I never really thought about that before, but. Yeah. All right. So, like, we both agree this story is definitely something that can get us, but I don't always need story. But when it's there, like that, my favorite games of all time would be the ones that definitely have, you know, story to them. We both said that controls, like adequate controls, are something we really want. Yeah. So, a feeling kind of challenging without punishing, that's one that's very important to me. For you, you said audio and music. Yep. Not as important for me. Obviously, it's great when it's there and it works, but not necessary for me. You said graphics, but you more talked about the way that it looked with, within its boundaries. So I think you were maybe more referring to aesthetics. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how how they use their, their format. Like, it doesn't have to be Final Fantasy fifteen mm -hmm. graphics. They can... I, the example I gave you was a, a game called The Way that I've been playing recently, and that's pixel stuff, pixel art game, I guess. Is it called pixel art? No, it's not. What's it called? Uh, I don't know. It, I think Fez, which I've only started recently, probably is a, a similar thing where it, it's much simpler, but it looks beautiful in the way that it's done. Yeah, because The Way is, reminds me of another game called Another World or Flashback, and I'm not usually... A, into those kind of style games. But I got it in a bundle. I heard some good things. I was like, oh, let's try it. It's great. And it's, it hits all of the things that I've got, apart from the controls. The controls get a little bit tough. But great music, great soundtrack. And they use the graphics well. 
So that's what I meant by graphics. It's not. It doesn't have to be stunning. Just mm-hmm. they've got to use their format. I also said have an adequate learning curve so that it feels natural. It feels like a progression. And right along with that is progression of character. So do you feel like your character is growing in a way that, uh, for example, when you get to a boss fight, are you prepared for that boss fight? Or does that boss fight now feel too easy because you've you've kind of overdone it? Portal, which we've talked about before and we'll probably do a whole episode about, does a terrific job, both of them. Portal and Portal 2, I think, of progressing what you can do and teaching you what you can do and getting you ready for the next level. And so for me, that's very important. There were two things I didn't put on here because I wasn't sure exactly how to put them. One is feeling fair, right? Like the game isn't cheating. Not, I, I feel not as much a problem as it was in the old days, but I still feel like sometimes that still gets me where I feel like a game kind of did something that doesn't feel fair. And the other thing is fun, right? Now, well, yeah. <laughs> does it feel fun? But does it feel fun? I think that's a hard metric to kind of put out there. I think these other things are the types of things that work together to decide whether it's fun or not. And sure. kind of much more kind of measurable. So we're going to be talking a lot about what we didn't like, but I think it'd be nice to at least start off with saying some things we did like about the game there's a few things that i did really like about this game I'm, I'm, i've realized this as well recently that i'm a fan of this and that is huge gigantic set pieces i really in, in, in what in what way yeah, like so for example in inside you control this little tiny guy mm-hmm. but the backdrops are massive and like there's these giant things that take up the whole screen and you're just so small i i really i've just discovered that i have a fetish for this <laughs> i love i love seeing these larger than life kind of set pieces so is this the type of thing where say in skyrim you want to be on the mountain looking out at the view yeah kind okay. of yeah but in phoning home they do that quite well there's some like especially in the desert which is frustrating but once you get to spoilers people once you get to the part where the whale is and all the giant bones of like the whale the the giant piranha coming out of the sand and you realize oh i'm in the dried up ocean bits like that really are great for that game i really enjoyed those sets i love the character the character is well animated even though it's a, a wally kind of johnny five clone but i i did i did put that in my notes as well because not only have we noticed it but in a number of the reviews on steam they've also commented on the fact that characters look very wally like i mean and again we may be even showing our age by going Johnny Five, Johnny Five, yeah, but yeah, and Annie is your companion robot is 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 well done, is cute, and the way that the light, the oh, lighting let, is great, is cute in the way she looks. Yes, oh god, yeah, yeah. Visually, it looks great. I was mm-hmm. when I first switched it on, and you crash on the planet, and I was like, yeah, this is what I want, this is it, and then you mm-hmm. get off the, then you well, get. You're also let's be honest, you're very much the type of person that loves to explore, yeah. right, and. That is essentially what this game is, right? Wandering around looking for stuff. I've heard some people say, oh, it's not really a sandbox game. No, it's not a sandbox game, but it is still an exploration game. It's got a lot of area to cover, and that's part of the problem. Problem. Hmm. So it feels... I find this so interesting that in other games that are walking simulators, you're quite happy to be in a walking simulator. But for some reason in this game, 
you are not. Is that simply because you don't have legs in this one? <laughs> a floating simulator. Are you, are you kind of humanist? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Maybe, maybe I am. Yeah, stupid robots. But or is it possibly as well because you are in third person mode in this game as opposed to it, first person? It could be. It could be because this has all the hallmark kind of aspects of a decent walking sim. It's got a good soundtrack. It's got beautiful landscapes to look at and lots of walking. But what it doesn't have is story. Mm, okay. That's what it's lacking. And that was why my number one thing is story. You can have a terrible game with a good story. And even if I didn't like it and the story was good, I'll still like your game. You know, and even if it was had bad controls or if it had maybe not even a great soundtrack or whatever. Or if the acting is bad, if the acting is poor, the voice acting is poor. If you've got a killer story, I'm with you to the end. But this this had everything but the story. And that's where it falls flat for me. Uh, audio what did you think of the music i like the soundtrack i mean you can actually get the soundtrack i think i think that's part of the dlc you can download it the soundtrack was really nice but uh, are we going to talk about actual audio like talking speaking as well i mean you, you can if you want do you want to talk about that later no we can talk about that now so what do you think of the voice work in this one so yeah the voice i liked when I described it to you when I was playing it, I said it's kind of like the Stanley Parable with TR2. And then Sister has is well, well-voiced as well. You're not voiced, but that makes sense because your character usually isn't voiced. Yeah. But or why... you've got a language tree like yeah. Mass Effect where you may be saying what you think you're saying and you may be saying something totally different. Yeah, yeah. But then we meet Annie, mm-hmm. who doesn't speak. And that really annoyed me. Yeah, it annoyed me as well. Well, she does speak, which is even more annoying. She speaks like R2-D2. No, but yeah, but she speaks through text at the top of the screen, essentially. That's, yeah, exactly. I wrote this down. It's like, why doesn't she speak? Why is it just the R2-D2 effect? Because everyone else speaks, but now I have to read. And she speaks at the most inopportune moments when I'm in the middle of fighting something or if I'm picking up stuff or if I'm in, I'm in my inventory trying to build stuff and she's just like dip, 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 saying stuff and I miss yeah. it. Why Why didn't you just voice her? I don't get it. Yeah. And also be aware of when she should be talking. Right. So I guess that was there anything else good you wanted to talk about before we actually start? <laughs> since you kind of left right into I mean, uh, I think I praised it quite well for like what it's good at. It does well. You know, like I said, like the world is nice. Everything is great. The music is great. The plants look fantastic I yeah, think. Like yeah. They, they've just done a really good job the grassland looks great and yep. even the rain as it's falling looks pretty great like they've these guys if they wanted to work on other games doing character design or world design like actually building it i'm all for it yeah and honestly even if they were to put out another game i would probably give it a chance to see what it's like but i would definitely wait for it to go on sale Right. Now, keep in mind, listeners, we both bought this in a bundle and we got it for roughly about five dollars US. So we we got it on the cheap (laughs) and we're still kind of a bit disappointed. Uh, Yeah, because I think the hype was well, not not I didn't I didn't really read any of the reviews, but I for me, I looked at it and went, this is a game I want to play looking at the screenshots and, the, and watching the trailer and things like that. I was like, this is a game that I will, I will love. You know, it's a, it's a shoo-in. It's everything that I love in a game. But for reasons that we'll discuss very soon, I'm just going to say right now, you finished this game. I didn't. I got so annoyed that I 
quit out and uninstalled it. I was like, I'm done playing this. And I was right. I was probably about 30, 40 minutes from the end of the game. I didn't even want to finish it. I was so angry and upset with it. I was just like, no. Nope. I, I, I did use a walkthrough at a couple points in order to get to the next part. Part of my problem is I don't know why they decided to have days pass, I guess, to make it feel as though time was passing. But at night, it's sometimes very, very difficult to see the things that you need to see. And that's where I found that I had a lot of problems. There were a couple of things that I couldn't get through, as well as some other things. We were both threatening throughout virtually the entire time we were playing to stop playing, which is a bad sign, yeah, to say the least. We are typically the type of player that will try to play it through all the way, even if we don't like it. That's why I really wanted to put fun as one of my five things, because the thing was it just wasn't fun. It wasn't. And neither one of us were enjoying it. It does have good reviews on Steam, but not in high numbers. And I don't know if... I, I don't know how that works, right? So are there a lot of people that have played it that don't dislike it enough to leave bad reviews or, like, us don't really want to kind of bash on more kind of indie developers? Because the developer is quite active on Steam. We'll, we'll be discussing that We will that be discussing well, that but, a bit, yeah. And I, I, even I had contact with them, so I'm really sorry, dude, but I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing we... We want to, and we we don't want to. We don't want to hate on it. I mean, if you yeah, wanna, I'll, I'll buy another game from you. If uh, you want to go see a beautiful game, boy, is this a beautiful game, yeah. right? And the characters are just really well rendered, and they look beautiful. But yeah, it just wasn't fun. There's something that just seems to be missing. So let's talk about where does this game kind of fall apart? Okay, mm -hmm. so I really want to start off right away with your number one with story. So let's talk about story. I mean, essentially, the story is. You go out, you find resources, you keep finding more resources, and maybe you'll get to go home, and we're probably the bad guys. Yeah. Right? Because we're essentially taking everything from this. And I did planet. enjoy discovering that part of the story, because I was, even when you're, and that's kind of smart about the game, is when you take the seeds, it's not just a, a graphical effect. I think that's you, like taking them apart atom by atom and like into their core parts you know when you because you're you're not lugging around a gigantic tree tree roots around with you you you're vaporizing it into its core elements i think and storing them yeah yeah so when you look at it that way yeah it looks much more devastating and like what you were saying about the desert that probably used to be an ocean like that's pretty powerful that's yeah very interesting i did feel like it was a bit obvious like i very quickly kind of knew that's the way they were going with it but at the same time they didn't really beat us over the head with it for the most part right it really kind of more comes into play right at the end i will say though that the one resource that they're making sure that we go to collect ani has to keep questioning whether or not we should be and saying oh it hurts me so much that we have to go take it and it's kind of irritating i do think as well we are talking about a planet right which uh we've already said spoilers right so towards the end you find out that probably the entire planet is one being in, in essence right so that's an interesting concept not much gets done with that like i guess we're being told that the the tumblers the kind of bee creatures that attack us are i guess immune system or something something similar to that yeah they're like the white blood cells attacking right there's a giant ship that's crashed and being absorbed. Oh, isn't it so awful how much pain this must be causing? But 
I kept thinking, how small is this planet? Because if it's a big planet, that one ship on it might be like a paper cut. You know, oh yeah, it hurts, but it's not really killing it, right? Yeah. So I couldn't get the scale of it. Yeah. And that kind of made me question, how bad are we really being? I don't know. I also found the fact that our characters come from a race of robots that used to be breathers. Breathers as humans, yeah. Yeah, essentially. Oh. I mean, I guess, I guess we could interpret that, yeah. right? Or even if not, that some other living creature, and now they become robots. Maybe this is like way after the Talos principle. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it could be. I suppose it could be. <laughs> that is definitely filling in some gaps there, though. <laughs> I understand what they were trying to do, but it kind of didn't resonate with me in a way that made me feel any sort of emotional. I, I, I didn't feel attached to the planet. And to be honest, the characters, to I be didn't honest. even really feel that attached to these characters. So it didn't really affect me. It didn't really bother me. And in fact, I found Ani just absolutely irritating through most of the game. I know some of the reviews say, oh, she's so cute. And I, yeah, physically, she looks cute, but... She's kind of an annoying personality to me, anyway. Yeah, and I and she's annoying to carry around because she can't walk over a rock. And she, yeah, so she often here's one thing: she does often get stuck on things, which is really frustrating. She is incredible. Like our character is weak anyway, but she is incredibly weak. Rain eats away at her. Snow eats away at her. Sand eats away at her. And these are all the environments we're in. Have rain, snow, and sand. There's pretty much nothing we can do <laughs> to, <laughs> to stop her from being harmed at some point. But I think my point, and kind of ties in with yours as well, is like to me, the entire game, the story, the mechanics, the controls, even some of the environments, everything feels unfinished to me. It felt like a, not an early access, that's maybe, well, even even some early access games are quite, quite well developed. Mm. But the story was like, there's a lot of things that they opened up but never got around to addressing. They just say things like out of nowhere that, like, oh, let's hope that that gets developed. Nothing comes of it. It's like they've come up with a bunch of different ideas, thrown them together, and then thought, we'll finish this later. But they just never did. Um, the controls feel unfinished. They don't feel like they're polished. It doesn't feel like they were tested enough. Uh, the environments you can see through walls and stuff, like you can clip through things. You get stuck a lot in in between. I got stuck between a chair and a desk at one point. There's so many things that are just like little kinks that just haven't been ironed out. Like, like everything felt yeah unfinished from the top down, from story right down to some simple mechanics and moving even. Well, I'd say that kind of leads into my next part, which is when it comes to story, the immersion is what makes a game feel special. You get so sucked into the story that you kind of forget your playing a game you forget that you're pushing buttons with your hands because it just feels natural somehow connected and this game seems to just break it constantly by the way that it's just kind of created the way it's designed for example my character every time i kind of use my rocket pack to jump there was a good chance that i was going to lose 20 to 50 percent of my integrity or what I may refer to as health from now on simply from not quite making a jump or going too high and then landing on the ledge I wanted, but because I went so high, 
again, I lose a lot, right? So I felt the need to save constantly. Yeah, that's you're, you're crawling along. And... Yeah, and whenever I have to pause the game to save it to do that, that just feels, that that's going to break me out of the story completely. And I also felt there just weren't quite enough autosaves to counter that. There's three, uh, I think, wasn't there? Uh, maybe in the top thing. Yeah, there, there are three autosaves, but also just they don't happen as often as I would like. Yeah. Considering that this is not the type of game where I can just open up a crate and get a full health. That doesn't happen in this game. I have to go find more resources to build the things I need, and those resources might be needed for something else. So in a limited resource game, it just feels really bad where I have to kind of constantly save in order to make sure that I don't get injured every five seconds. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing as well. This is the, the unfinished part is if you are a robot and you have a rocket booster, say, that can boost you into the air by two meters into the air and then it cuts out and then drops you down and you get damaged from that, that's a stupid mechanic. It's a, it's a stupid design for the robot, and it's right? It's a stupid like, design if, for a robot. Like, if I can jump two feet in the air, I should be able to land two feet in the air without majorly hurting myself. Yeah, every exactly, time, right? exactly. I'm not doing any sort of crazy jumping and rolling or anything. This is a very simple up and up down. Up and down, yeah. You can't sustain your own health from what you were designed to jump. Yeah, it's stupid. And then some genius has the idea to give you a, a booster to make you go even higher. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> For the the other part of the immersion that I felt was what we talked about before, Ani trying to talk all the time. So she might be talking while things are attacking me, or she might be talking while I'm noticing something else, and that is constantly breaking my immersion and just irritating me. It might irritate me less if she was talking, yeah. so I could be listening to her while she's doing something. But while I'm shooting at something, yeah. This is something that I feel like all developers, game developers, need to be aware of is... If anything is at all important for me to hear or to know, it can't have anything else happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's why I was saying before that they should have voiced her. I don't know why they made a, a decision to not voice her. Because they made a decision to voice the other two characters, but not her. Budget, maybe? I don't know. Maybe time, It costs maybe. money. It takes time. Yeah, but it's not just the immersion or... My problem is that I'm missing story because I want to know what she's saying. You know, I'm in the middle of shooting something and there's, I'm looking at, at the, these bees over here, but the little text box is up in the top left and it's just, I'm not, I, I can't see it. Sorry. And it goes too fast. Yeah. Bad decision to not voice her. So let's talk about controls a bit. So we've already talked about the flying, the kind of jetpack. Flying and landing is incredibly awkward. I think it's far too easily to be injured uh, for both characters, really. I found... Cycling through the abilities took way too long, especially if you need to quick use something if you're about to be attacked. Uh, controller. What was the control for that? What did you have to do? Because it's just one, two, three, four on the keyboard. What... Uh, see, that might be the difference because in the controller, you have to cycle through one thing at a time. And then if you skip past it, you got to go all the way back around again. Well, you, can, you can, can go, go either direction. Okay. You can go either direction. But the thing is, if I'm moving Ani and then something comes to attack me, then I have to cycle quickly through. I have to hit two buttons quickly. And then things attack you very quickly in this game, so you don't mm. have a lot of time to... Yeah, and they often come out of nowhere as well. Like, you never see... They, they never they attack seem... you head on. They just seem to just pop into existence right next to you. Okay, so that would be an improvement to the keyboard as opposed mm. to the... 
the controls. Uh, though I I cannot <laughs> as a controller user, I just can't imagine going through some of the stuff we had to do with the keyboard and the mouse and how irritating that would be to me. I'm uh, I'm okay with that, but okay. At least maybe a good thing that they did was they. They showed you from the very beginning how broken the controls were in that valley where you get Annie in the first place. Because I even texted you and I was like, oh, this game just got a bit bad. And it was when you have to get out of that valley. And it's the, it, they, they turned it into a platformer. And it's, oh, that was not a good choice, I don't think. Because holding her and bringing her around, I get it. Okay, it's, it's okay. That, that's what you... That's what you chose to do. Okay, fair enough. I get it, but it's not easy, and yeah. especially when she's on a flat terrain, but then she decides to fall off the edge of the cliff when she should be following you. Because I turn around, she's. And I notice her her distance is getting larger and larger and larger. I'm like, she was right behind me a second. Oh, she's fallen off the thing. <laughs> I did think being able to only use at least on the controller. Maybe you could. Uh, I can only use one ability at a time. So, for example, I couldn't, I couldn't be kind of gra- her. grappling her, holding her, and jump off a huge cliff and do the decelerator at the end, right? I, I no, you can't, you can't. I would have to drop her to save myself, essentially. Yeah. And especially on the section with the islands, I found this particularly frustrating. I felt like there were a number of things. Oh, if I could do these two things, I mean, even if they just made it so that I could carry her and do something else at the same time, it would have helped out a lot. Because especially when it comes to creating portals, I found that the aiming is very, very tricky. It's almost off center of that target that you have to aim, actually. It's not even dead center. You have to it, aim that off to the right a little bit. Something. I, and then a lot of times shooting for a small target. So that first time where I had to, uh, in the grasslands, there's the kind of pillar of rock and we have to get mm. on top of that one. That one was really tricky. Like I had to move around a lot to find a spot where I could mm. could shoot that. So that was a bit frustrating. And the thing is, if I want her to follow me and I want to guarantee she follows me, sometimes I have to make the portal and grab her and get into the portal. And that's too much, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, because she doesn't go through on her own sometimes. Sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. That's unfinished, broken mechanics again. It's like either it works or it doesn't, Like, and it doesn't. Yeah. So I think that's a problem. Were there any other controls in particular that bothered you? Well, not actually the controls, but the the whole third-person platforming, that's tough. We've talked about this before, like, don't bring parkour into a, into like a first-person game, like when we talked mm-hmm. about Talos Principle. Same for this, even third-person. It's and when the sight is not in the center, the target is off to the right, and you're looking over the shoulder of Ion. And then there's the part in the cave with the earthquakes where you have to go on those little train lines mm-hmm. and, and walk across them without falling through them. Yes. You can't just aim that cursor onto the, tr- onto the tram lines and be like, this is my center, this is me going. You have to aim it off to the side and guess kind of where you're going. This is where I think the controller it's makes better. things a little bit easier because i very leery about getting onto the tracks and I, I knew this was going to be tough. And actually with the controller, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I think part of it is with the controller, you are essentially, I don't know. There's something that for me, but because I, I grew up with consoles, that's, that's what I'm used to. Right. But there's something about having both the joysticks 
in one place together and not apart. That for some reason helps me do that. And I'm not looking around with the mouse. I think that's the part that always gets me when I have to play a game that's keyboard and mouse only is that looking around with the mouse, I feel is um, not quite as delicate, but it's probably just something I'm not quite as used to. Right. So uh, I, I typically find though that that wasn't as bad as I thought. Oh, that, that, that bit was terrible for me. I, I fell through because there's holes all, all through it. It's a train line. Yeah. yeah. So I must've fallen through a half dozen times. I was getting really annoyed with that. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm, I'm making the jump to the next tramp. Save. Nick, no, yes. jump to the next one. Save. Constantly. Constant Constantly. saving. So I guess it's good they gave us, what, 24 saves or something, but at the same time... I used all of them. Multiple times. Four or five times. <laughs> exactly. I will say, maybe going on with that, is that I felt this was a game of exploration in which we were kind of punished for exploring at times. It was very nice that they gave us the compass telling us where resources were available. When it extended, when we got the long range, it made it better for finding things. But at the same time, it was almost too far. I didn't have a good judge of how far things were away. And sometimes I think I was detecting something that was on the other side of a mountain. And that was just too far. It's not practical for me to get there and back again. The constant depleting of fuel or jumping of any kind battery for wanting to go fast in this gigantic world as well as the battery being used for pretty much every other power now by the end i was stockpiling i had no problem but in the early days of the game i was just frustrated going very slowly so as not to expend all my battery and that was too much because it's too big for that i think either the character should move faster or the depletion for kind of running should be mm. slower. Yeah, Both the bots are way too easily damaged. I think from, from every enemy, Ani in particular from her corrosion. So having to constantly make corrosion plates. And when I would go down a mountain, I might hit a bump that was seeming like a foot tall. But that would deplete me by 50%. There were just so many times where it just seemed impractical. How have these beings survive so long if they're this delicate and if they're this fragile? Being too close to lava, like not even just on lava, but too close to lava sometimes would damage you. Well, there was a part where, in the skyscraper, where there was some bushes. And like, if you walked into those bushes, you got set on fire or something. (laughs) I didn't understand that. Did you see that too, yeah? I didn't see it at the skyscraper, but I encountered it later in the game. And I... Couldn't, are are they on fire? Yeah, I don't understand. Thorns scratching my chrome. <laughs> Something. And they only had one indicator for that. So even in the islands level, when you were freezing, it would also, the burning meter would go up, which was... Ice burn. A bit yeah. frustrating. Yeah. So I, I didn't get that. I don't get the choices for that. I mean, I guess for them, it was more a resource management game, but I felt it was much more meant to be an exploration game. And I feel that maybe they made the wrong choice on that one. And that is part of what was taking away the fun from me because I felt like I was constantly working. I had to find more stuff just to make sure I could keep going in the game. And that's the thing. I felt it was repetitive. 
Yeah, I mean, and I'm all for that in games. Like, one game that I'm trying to get you into, but you're not having any of it, is out there. And that's very repetitive, but that's what it does. That's the game. And you pick up resources, and then you try to get to the next star, and then you pick up more resources, and you try to get to the next place. And it's But it's done well. It's relaxing. Again, good soundtrack. It's relaxing. If you've got some time to play it, it's, it's great. I like yeah, it. I th- I've tried it. I did try it over here. I don't... I just don't think, I think it's just not for you. Well, like you were saying, oh, well, this is, this is similar to the Mass Effect 2 digging for resources, but that was not my favorite part of the game. <laughs> I was just going to say, that was probably a really bad way to sell it, because I actually, I'm sad, and I really enjoyed mining stuff in Mass Effect 2. I, um, I understood it. I thought this is an interesting way to do it, but it's just slowing me down from what the game actually is so yeah i guess if you separate it out and you have out there instead but at the same time it's an interesting concept but whereas you've played it many times i think i played a few times and then be bored it's not my favorite thing i want to keep playing not always worried about my resources constantly there are exceptions i think there are survivor games where this kind of works for me but i'm not sure maybe at some point i'll play it but at this point, especially after having just played this game... You gotta take a break. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Phone Home was just non-stop. Now I need this, so now I need to go find more of this thing. And not only that, is they kind of pride themselves on... Because I read a few comments, and they pride themselves on, oh, things don't just respawn. Like, you, if you found something there, it's not like you can just wait, and then it'll pop back up again. Well, that's actually a bit of a bummer then because it's kind of hard to find some of these things sometimes like i had a real problem finding uh, photonics to make i had to make a satellite dish for one of the radio towers and i got up to the top and i was two things short for it and i was close to throwing in the towel at that point i was very close to and that's it. very early on in the game yeah uh because it took me a while to get there we navigated the tremors uh sandworm maze to get to that place which we died on constantly well i didn't have too much you had a big problem i i nearly gave up on the worms because i felt it was just a bit unfair i was constantly getting bashed but i don't think i died once in that actually yeah well the thing was you told me you just pushed through yeah and so then i did the same thing i just kind of turned on the the run and just went through turned annie's fight off actually you said you left i turned it off so that she would just follow me Now, the first time I tried that, she died, of -hmm. course. But then somehow the second time we made it through and I was able to repair and then I could move on. But it felt a bit like the kind of horror game where you can't actually fight back. And the worms kind of felt like that to me. You can make them go back in their hole, but that was about it. You can't really destroy them. You don't really get anything for attacking them. They only hurt you. And I do think it's interesting that they, I, I have heard that you can do kind of a pacifist run through the game, okay. which I would assume would be a lot of just running and repairing for the most and part. And shielding. Yeah. And shielding, yeah, which I didn't do a lot of. I didn't shield once. They also talk about running enemies into light traps, but I don't know exactly what that is. Or I did that. That was the thing that looks like a big disco ball. Um, you project this light sphere. Or, or it turns into like a pillar and it basically it's like moths they just flock to this light source so the the tumblers the bees thing they, they just go and attack that light source 
Uh, okay, see, I don't think that was properly explained. Nothing's I, properly explained. I, I think when I, when I got the... Or it was probably kind of, explained when you were doing something, when Annie's going beep, 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 and you're busy doing something else. That was um, when they decided to explain when, it. When I got the flare the first time, and he said, oh, that looks like that'll be beautiful. We should shoot some off. So I shot off like six. She's like, oh, can we shoot another one? I was like, oh, she's just draining my energy yeah. incredibly. So then I, I reloaded to kind of an earlier save. Yeah. No wonder you get no resources left on your planet if that's your logic. You yes. Know? <laughs> she keeps, she, oh, it's so beautiful. Let's do it again. Uh, yeah, so I found that really annoying. And the thing is then for every resource I've used, then I have to get more. Right. So again, leading into this kind of repetitive cycle of I've used something, I've got to go get more. And it kind of became a scenario where I didn't want to use stuff just because I didn't want to go find another rock or find another root or find another flower somewhere. Yeah, because it does seem to be random because stuff that I was tripping over pretty much, you were having a hard time finding and probably was that. I I don't think so. I feel like it, it's probably set. For some reason, you had a bunch and I didn't. Yeah. I think possibly because I was getting injured a lot in the beginning, then you I didn't. Using, I was yeah. using a lot of that. I do actually appreciate the idea that things don't respawn. Uh, me it too. makes sense. I I do think some things should. I think, for example, the the maybe flowers, flowers maybe. But I mean, in fourteen days, that'd be awfully fast, right? That's an alien planet. But the anything can happen. The black nebulous what we're told is essentially the poop of animals. Like there should be more around than if the animals. Oh, is that what that was? I never even, I I think it's one of the things that I missed. Probably got said in a dialogue thing. Right. Yeah. I missed that. But what I will say is for the resources is I was so upset with the, the communication satellite that I didn't have two pieces for. And I didn't know, I scoured the area. I looked for it. I couldn't find any. I was even looking for like a, god mode that i could go into like a console commands to try and go in and just fill my inventory with stuff because i was getting annoyed with it but i left a note on steam and the developer of the game actually got in contact with me and said have you checked this place and of course i hadn't because i was running away from those giant worms and i was going to the place that the map marker had told me to go like which can can we just stop for a second and talk about the map marker which yeah the the map map markers are ineffective yes can we say that like they're not the best Um, because sometimes they're there and again sometimes they're not (laughs) and when they're there okay i get it you don't want to hold our hands and point us around every corner you want us to explore that's that's fine but Uh, sometimes when it's on the other side of a mountain yeah that would be handy to know Mm. and that was the point was i know exactly where i was it was at the whale he's like did you go to the whale there's a settlement off to the left but that's in the completely opposite direction from the communications tower that i need to go and i'm trying to get away from this giant worm that wants to eat me which is off to the right and so no i i didn't go there first of course not i went to the place you told me to go to and then so he put he pointed me in that direction but the funny thing is and when i reloaded because i quit for that night i was like i'm done i'm not i'm not doing it but when i reloaded he'd gone in and he'd put photonics up at that communications tower, which is nice. See, that's why I'm saying it can't be random if he can do that, right? Right, like, because they be because sad. they were there, right? When I, because I, and again, they're like nothing responds. I'd already looted that place, and then I'd gone to the place that he told me about, it, and then when I came back, it had respawned, and there was photonics there. It's like okay, so and I, I told you that, and you're like, oh, that's nice because at least he listened to you. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't have to contact the developer of a game. When I'm having a problem, I should, you know, it's like, that's why I'm saying it's, it's early access. It's, it's unfinished. This should have been playtested and 
okay, so I get it, you're adding it in now, but to me, that's unfinished. I'm solving your problems. The community is now solving your problems. Which in early access, we're much more understanding of, right? Yeah. I have one more kind of main point for this section, but I do want to discuss the villages that we came across. What did you make of the villages? Well, you know, I could I've got a whole story in my head. Oh, so should, <laughs> should I save it for the end then? Uh, um, my thinking is, are they more of our creatures that, like robot creatures that have come here before? Are they more like the aliens from the other ship that have been here before? Or are they like natives that have somehow died out? Those are the three that I'm kind of contemplating. What do you think? I think they were natives. I'm going to go with the Avatar kind of theory on that. Because there's toys and stuff. You know, there's rocket ships. Little, almost kind of Fallout style. See, I, I would say that they're probably more colonizers because of that. Because if they're native, they why have toy rockets? They might not have ever left. Okay. Yeah. Now, it is possible they were native and then they left, but... Mm. Or they got... I mean, I'm I'm going with, like, they were extinct. Like, they, they were killed, maybe. The tumblers and things, you think the planet killed them. Which, again, would make me think that they're not native, that they're colonizers of some kind that arrived. Uh, maybe, maybe. Because the, the graffiti on the walls and stuff mm. is... Very mixed messages. Yeah. Some are, like, praise the, the mission or something like that. Like, praise the mission. Like, the mission is important... And others are more like, we're destroying this place. Oh, well, actually, then it makes sense that it would be the aliens from the mothership then. Maybe it's mm. those guys. That would make sense. Because, I, I, again, I didn't finish it. So mm. it's kind of hard for me to um, have a proper theory about it. I thought they were natives, but now that you've mentioned about the... And I did get as far as hearing the kind of tape logs, the aliens, like on the, the frozen <laughs> part of the planet. I heard those. So I know that there was other people mining. And you, and you see all the mining equipment, yeah. We found that grave right near the yeah. plateau, which we and that's great as well. But unfinished story, it's like mm-hmm. if they're all in body bags, where are the people that put them in the body bags? Right, the planet doesn't do that. Yeah. So if we just found bodies, that would be something. And the thing is, it's like maybe they were the natives, and maybe that's the tetrarium. Maybe that's the living fossil. Right, maybe that's them making more tetrarium, burying them. Because and that. Why wow, you're 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 really filling in here? Okay, go on, go on. But yeah. maybe that's a site, like they, because they're robots, they live forever. Mm-hmm. Right, so they can afford to essentially making their own fossil fuels is what I got from that. Right. Okay. Pretty dark though, because there's small body bags in there. There's children well, in that grave. Annie that's, mentions that as well. Yeah. Oh, did she? Oh, mm-hmm. Again, I didn't see that. God, because I'm too busy looking at this. Because that was a really powerful moment. That was really great. That kind of redeemed the whole game. I was like, finally, something awesome. Apart from that, finding that stupid see, tiny now, plateau. But I, I did think that it is possible that it is the kind of indigenous peoples have been killed off by a colonizing group that came in. And that's where the big ship at the end is. I'm going to go with that theory. You know, because the places they live in, there is amazing technology, but they're still living in like dirt huts. So it almost feels to me like this technology has been put into already existing structures. Yeah. It's like they gave them electricity and stuff. Yeah. But that's very much us filling in. I don't know. It makes sense now that you say it. It does. But again, we're not told. They are living in mud huts. And uh, on rolled up, like kind of 
roll up mats and, this, and stuff sleeping on the floor. And then they've got an electric light and this weird looking medical beds. Chamber stuff, thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think that's very much us filling it in. But that's the thing. This is a game where, like you said, the story is perhaps not finished. So I feel like I'm given lots of mysteries, but not really filled in. Which, as you know, quite often with me, that's very irritating. So I feel more irritated by the story in this game than satisfied. I think if I had a better experience with this game, I would be happy to do that and have my own theories about it. But because I didn't finish it and because of the problems, you know, I just don't feel like it's... I can't fill it in. I can't think about it. And it's not satisfying for me either. Yeah, so you didn't play on the giant spaceship at the end then. No, okay. I, I quit on the in the islands. I hate getting to and from it, but I actually liked the bit on the ship. I thought it was quite interesting and kind of one semi-interesting puzzle mechanic, but it felt kind of out of place mm. in in the game. Though there, there's a bit where all the kind of AI on the ship wants, he kind of tricks us into playing music for him. That's what he wants. And characters like oh it's so beautiful i don't this is the worst like elevator music (laughs) like all the other music in this game is really good and then this one which is supposed to be so beautiful is that a joke though i mean i I don't know if it is or not i i think not because of the ending but okay i i I guess we could probably get to it at that point but i wanted to know if you actually listen to yeah okay so you you don't know so you'll find it probably after this and listen yeah but the main other detractor, I think, from this game is the learning curve. I felt like we're not really told a lot, which for this game, I didn't mind too much. But it goes between not telling us something and hand-holding us. There needs to be some sort of in-between there. The natural portals that are created are something that we just have to guess. Where, where do they go? And that's not a skill. And I don't understand. They're portals. How can they only be one way? You just get dropped. You, you know, you notice yeah. that, yeah? Those natural portals. They should be back. Because I did that and I made the mistake. And that's why it's punishing for exploring. Because you're like, oh, there's a portal. I haven't seen that one yet. Maybe that's going to help me get, get to where, where I'm going. Because I'm lost now. And then it dropped me at the piranha on the other side of the desert. And I had to go back like a thousand kilometers through the thing. I didn't, I had to, re- well, essentially I had to reload because I didn't know how to get back to where I was. Yes. I did that much. much. Anytime I was about to go through a portal, I saved it again. That's terrible. I mean, even if they're going to break it by making me reload and, or being terrified to use what you've given, a tool that you've given me in the game to use, at least even let me, allow me to enter the portal and say, this is where you're going. Do you want to go here? Click yes. Okay. Or, have a portal that I can just go, oh, no, this isn't where I need to be. Go back to where I was. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's not two-way. Why is it only one way? Why? That's really That really annoyed me. Yeah. Because I, I rarely used those portals. They were everywhere on my map, but I was terrified to go through any of them. Because I, I couldn't remember where they linked to. There's one bit right at the end after the giant ship where you have to try and get back to where you're supposed to be. And Ani gives you hints. Oh, that smells like snow. Oh, that smells like sand or something like that. So that you have an idea, but you go through the whole game before she does something like that. I felt like the skills that we learned later on in the game weren't as useful and really weren't used very often. They seem to be kind of geared towards getting us through one situation. The slow fall, like, for example, wasn't very useful. I used it twice. After the time we had it. And the hover jump was useful once that I could find. Hover jump? 
Hmm. What's that? There's a point where you there's a rock giant in your way, and you got plans for a hover jump, so you can hover jump over this tiny bit of lava to get to the other side of the grasslands. Hmm. But it wasn't very useful. I tried it so many times on the islands. And is that like the anti-gravity one? The one where he like does like a Superman thing? Kind of. I thought that was going to be really useful, and then I kept trying it. It kept... would be useful if you could hold Annie. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like, for example, when they make you climb that skyscraper, and then they make... They, seriously, you want me to go back down it now? <laughs> I, I did Come have that on. same Come thought. Come on. Yeah. And you've just given me the anti-grav thing. And it's yeah. like, yeah, here, I can use this. Okay, I'll grab Annie. Oh, wait, when I switch out, I'm not still holding She's gonna her. She's going to die, yeah. <sighs> I think there was probably a way where we could have created a portal, done the anti-grav, and then portal again, and she might have come through. That is where I wanted to talk about my rage quit slash uninstall. So for me, I do appreciate the fact that for things like getting up the skyscraper and getting down, there are a few times in the game where you could use multiple methods i liked going up it i did but going down is a bit much you know it's Mm. it's like okay i had fun getting up it was frustrating i'm kind of done with it now i'd like to just get down please (laughs) but the the part in the islands where there's that portal that you have to jump into it's in the water that's on the water that's uh, right so well one i didn't like it because again we're having to guess where the portals were going two they're really hard to see yeah, sometimes they, you couldn't see, like, depending on the angle. You, you had to kind of jump see them. off to see them. Or you mean when you're looking over the edge of the cliff? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that point was the point for me that broke me. Because I couldn't pick her up and boost into that. Mm-hmm. I always fell short. So I wanted to do the Superman jump with her, but you can't grab her and do the Superman jump. And so I made a portal and I jumped. I told her to wait. I, I jumped in the portal. And then I came over to the other side. I made another portal. Come on through now. Follow me. Nope. I tried that a few times and it, it wouldn't work. And then you told me, oh, no, you have to do this because she said, are you crazy? You're going to commit suicide by jumping into the water. But we'd already jumped in the water 17 times before that. And she didn't have a problem with it before. If it's all they have to do to fix that is say in the beginning, like, oh, no, I can't jump in that. That's that's suicide. And then get over it. And then to have like, oh, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Oh, you can't do the same thing that you've just done. That is ridiculous. That's And that is making me angry now, even thinking about it. So if you're going to change it like that, I don't want to play your See, game. I think she said it early on, but that's my memory. But so she'd already jumped in with me before. Yeah, but she always thinks that you're about to commit suicide. It's It's kind of a... I, I just find her dialogue to be really poorly written, to be honest. Uh, but again, it could be partly because I'm missing out on part of what she said. Well, we're obviously in the wrong because 260 people love this game on Steam. And and think she's cute. Yeah. I, 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 one thing that I do think about the learning curve is that, okay, yeah, they did create it so you can have a pacifist run. But they also, uh, for the rest of us who want to take out the enemies, they never really, we never really got better. There was a point where Annie gets a better gun, but it still seems to take just as long for the enemies to go away. The tumblers I found really hard to aim at as a swarm, and that never seemed to get better. I just learned to shoot faster 
and waste more energy rather than take the damage. That's all I learned. I felt like that was just kind of ruined for me. Like the that part of the game never got better. It only kind of got worse. I don't know if we want to talk about... I did write down all the areas because there are essentially just five different areas where you mm-hmm. covered. The grasslands I thought were just absolutely gorgeous. Yep. Having them rain every 30 seconds considering she like Gross. dies corrodes <laughs> yeah. constantly was really frustrating. Mm-hmm. The lava bits on that I felt were a bit frustrating. Because I mean they're there and so, sometimes just hem, just they're just blocking. there to hem you in basically to stop you from going too far out. But But sometimes I need to get to the other side and I had to explore until I found a way to get and I just I think there's just a point in the game where I was just emotionally done with this game, but still pushing through because I knew we wanted to talk about this. So I did uh, the desert. I like the look of the desert. Yep. Uh, it's beautiful, especially the, like you said, from on top. Again, having sandstorms all the time was really irritating. And they seem to be somewhat random, the storms. And I never seemed to know when they were going to start, or when they're going to stop. So... As I was exploring, I might be too far away from a shelter. And sometimes I could find a sh- what appeared to be a shelter, but she was still taking damage. You know, yeah. oh, if we hide on this side of the rock, the sand isn't coming in, but she's still taking damage. And that was really frustrating to me. Is again, more of that being punished for exploring. Snow, similar thing. You hated the snow part. That yeah, because you, you couldn't see anything, yeah. When, when the blizzard came through. Blinding. Right? And the... But also... They took away our compass for that level. Yeah. Which is even more frustrating. That was, was, yeah, fun. We had the islands, which I think is by far the worst part of the game. That's the one that broke you. That's the one that broke me, so. I found that I was jumping through portals and then ending up in a circle back to where I had started again. We were supposed to go towards the shore, but we really had to go away from the shore first to get there. It was just an awkward level. I felt like it was just really poorly done. I I would have gladly just skipped that whole one. It didn't do anything for me story-wise. It didn't do anything for me pretty much in in any way. And cheating as well. Like what you said about games that cheat. Mm -hmm. That giant arc, which is made of metal, Mm -hmm. which you can easily hit. Mm -hmm. You can't create a portal and just zip to that. There's a distance, I've found. You can only shoot so far. And so that... That's the only kind of rationale I can give to it. It's still frustrating. But there's still times where I could hit other smaller metal pieces and arcs, but didn't know exactly where it was going to drop me off. And uh, especially on the big ship later on in the game, there were times where I was pretty sure where I was shooting, it should have dropped me off on a small ledge, but it would just drop me off in the lava. Oh, right. Essentially. That was really frustrating. And that, that was the lava land. I liked getting onto the ship, but honestly... I could have skipped the whole lava area and been content. This is a game where, honestly, you could have made it shorter, tighter, and it would have been much better, I think. You could have just portaled me right onto the ship, and I would have been happy. It's weird. It's a beautiful game, designed beautifully, but I wanted to explore this world less. (laughs) Yeah. So we did talk already that the developer is very active on Steam responding to questions, right? In the form of Ion. Which is weird since Ion can't talk, but <laughs> that's, that's kind of beside the point. The irony. Yeah. I would say, just before we get into talking about that, though, is that the the endings were a little bit disappointing in the fact that they were practically the same. Okay. The, there are two endings, and you have two choices. I think you've got two choices. Destroy the planet or save the planet, yeah? 
Yes. Right. And but you also have to then destroy your friend TR2 or save him. Okay. Right. So you can save your friend but destroy the planet or destroy or save the planet but TR2 is stuck here forever. But the endings are practically the same. You don't really see the repercussions. You don't see the planet decimated. You don't see him like rotting away. So they're not terrible endings, but the fact that you give me this choice that seems so important but don't show me what happens doesn't give me the emotional impact that it needs to, I think. So yeah, so I did want to talk a little bit about the developer and communicating with their users on Steam, which I I admire the fact that they seem to do this a lot. Any questions that I looked at on Steam, Ion seemed to be there. Again, though, you know, Ion shouldn't be able to talk, but apparently can type. So there was one where they were asking for help, and I thought it was great. They're saying, oh, maybe you need to do this. Or there's another point where the developer said, oh, that shouldn't have happened. There's something you're supposed to walk by, and it should trigger the next dialogue, and that should set things in motion. We're going to have to look at that. And so the fact that they are continually looking at it, they are continually fixing things, I think is good. It is. Uh, But for you, that seems to annoy you a bit because you don't feel they did enough testing perhaps beforehand or that they should have released this as in in beta testing mode, right? I mean, because that's the thing. It's like, especially if you're going to build it as a puzzle game, exploration or anything like that, it's like... When I'm playing it and if something doesn't happen, I feel like I've made the mistake. And then I spend hours trying to fix that. But then I get annoyed. Then I contact the developer and say, hey, I've noticed this. I don't know what's going on. Oh, oh that's sorry that we should look into that. That's infuriating. Is you, you, like, what? I thought that was my, my fault. And this is a product I bought from you that should be finished. It, again, I'm going back to this unfinished. It's not finished. Yes, it's good that they're active, but that's like saying... Oh, it's it's nice that you know someone will. I can't think of an analogy. <laughs> I'm terrible. At but you know, it's like it's like saying, oh, it's nice that someone will come and fix my broken television that's never worked since day one. It's like, of mm-hmm. course, well, they should do that. That's their job. So if they sold you something broken, then they have to fix it. But your point is, it should have worked from the beginning. Yes, and much. them fixing something that was broken when you bought it is a nice gesture, but. It shouldn't happen. There was a time where I was in the snow level. Annie kept following me, even though I kept telling her not to. And so I wanted to see if this was a bug. And I found this message that essentially said the same thing. Like, Annie needs to stay put when told. Okay. Uh, I skip a bit. I have found shelters, but I'm still searching for the next location. Man, this section is difficult. Which the developer responds... It's not getting easier, winky face. Oh, I think that's not the right thing when I'm so frustrated. But I assume you like a challenge. As you must have noticed by now, Annie is quite a character and has her own head. So she sometimes makes weird decisions and wants to come to you and not feel alone. Um, no. 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 (laughs) That's, yeah, saying, oh, I can't be bothered fixing this. And so that's the way it is. Sorry. Or I would say even worse, that is the way she's designed. And that's irritating as a game player, as opposed to the developer. To go, Well, you're taking one of the mechanics out of my hands by giving her her 
own mind. Yeah, what's right? the point of having a follow button if it can't be used? And also, again, every time she follows me into the snow, it means she's dying, right? Why would you do that? Or falling off a cliff, why would you do that, right? So that just seems like a, I never, a poor decision. If I never had a choice. problem with her following me, though, and that's, that's the thing. I never had that problem. She she always stayed put for me, every time, in the sand, in the snow. So uh, Okay, but you did have the opposite problem, where she would get stuck on seemingly nothing mm. and not seem to be able to find her way around. Mm. Yeah. That's equally frustrating, yeah. and I encountered that many times. There was the issue, too, of creating her with a... Once she reaches a corrosion level of 25%, yeah. it's permanent, and you can't take it back again. You can't fix her. There's no way to fix her corrosion. I just felt this was too harsh. I mean, I finished with, I think she was only 18% corrosion level, but apparently the game, from what I understand, from what some messages on Steam were saying, is that the game gets much more difficult. And there was a point where uh, I think somebody had her at like 98% or something. And uh, the developer didn't, say directly but kind of hinted like yeah, you may just want to go back to it earlier <laughs> but he did say oh it's quite common for her to be at 50% by the end of the game uh, for first time players I was like, well I kept her coded so it wasn't as yeah, she but, was, she was but I, coded I kept her coded and kept reloading until I could get her to stay where I needed her to stay so many times I could see how it would easily get to that point right he said this in a different one where he's offering tips. Annie has her own opinion. Take everything she says with a grain of salt. She is not your tutorial guide. You've got to think for yourself and make your own decisions. Fair enough, but then who is my tutorial guide? Like, I do feel like we're kind of missing out on some of that. I suppose TR2 is your tutorial guide, really? I suppose so, yeah. Annie will follow you through the portals you create with the teleporter or world portals that you enter. That is, if she can reach them. And if she's not stuck on some tiny bit of something. Yeah, a pebble mm -hmm. somewhere. Or if she just doesn't feel like following you. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of other tips, actually, that he put in this one long, kind of nice message for people who are new to the game, but kind of common sense for people that had run resource games before. Yeah, I, I like what they're doing. They have the kind of attitude that they want to be part of the community. And I'm all for that. And they created something that looks beautiful. Would I recommend this game? Not really. Not unless somebody just really wanted to look at a kind of beautiful world. Like that's about all they've got going for it. Would I recommend their next game? Maybe. But I would play it first before I started recommending. How do you feel? Yeah. I'm having not finished. Having, having, finished having given up on this game. And I rarely, I rarely give up on games. In fact... This might be the first time I've given up on a game for as long as I can remember, at least. I wouldn't recommend it, sorry, but but like you, I would recommend it, I guess, if someone knew what they were getting into. I certainly wouldn't say, hey, pay 20 bucks for this. I would say if you get it in a trade or if you can get it on a sale, then... Part of a bundle, maybe. Or in a bundle, yeah, if it's part of a bundle, then go for it. I mean, there's a good chance that we're just cynical people and that i don't know i think i like think it. i mean i think I, even if people disagree with us and say oh man this game is awesome you're you're wrong well i'd say well i mean 
do you really disagree that the controls are flawed? Do you really disagree? I think everything we've said today isn't, we're not saying, oh, this guy is a horrible person and he's rubbish at what he does. We're saying he's talented. This guy is talented. He's engaged in the community. He's created a great world. And yes, I will definitely look and buy something from him again. I will, I'll buy their next game because if this is part of their learning curve and if they, I just hope that they don't take all those good reviews and then say, oh, we'll just keep doing this, you know, and not improve on these mistakes. So, or these flaws, not mistakes, I guess, but these these flaws. But I'll be interested to, to see what they do next for sure. But as for this game, only if you're a collector of like kind of exploration games and you want to give it a shot. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably fun for about an hour while you're still exploring that first area. Yeah, yeah, the first, and maybe I would say it's fun up until after the radio towers. Oh, sorry, up until the radio towers. Even though they're hard to get to, and we had some problems with the worms and stuff, that whole first two sections of the game are fun. Were fun for me. After the radio towers, everything just went downhill. All right. Well, I think that's our episode. Gaps filled, or more gaps created. <laughs> <laughs>